Father, I just want to thank you for your word today. Speak to us and heal us according to your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you take full charge of this service. Minister to your people. I know you love us. And we're so grateful that you're here with us today to heal us just like you did in Bible days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, everything that God did, he did for all. Everything that God has ever done is never for one person. It's usually for everybody. That's his nature. God has no favorites. If somebody is doing well, it's not because God has highly favored that person and he's not, he's not favoring you. No. God has no respect of person. God loves every human being. Everything he does, he does for all. God never just do, does something for one person. If they receive, then they know he's done it. The problem is most people are not receiving from him. In fact, some people even reject what God has done for them. You have a chance to receive Christ. He died for your sins. He paid the price for every one of us. The Bible tells us that clearly. It's really up to you. Many have rejected him. He paid the price so that they won't go to hell. Hell is a real place. But many will not receive that. They reject it and God will allow it. So God, everything he does, he does for all. Now you have to notice something because we're t this is a healing service and we're not just going physical healing. Because God wants you to be well. He wants you to do well in life. That's included, my wife alluded to that earlier. But when it comes to physical healing, let me let you know something. God doesn't want you sick. God doesn't want you sick in any form. I know we know what's happening in the world. People give birth and the children, and that's because the children are sick. That's because of sin in the world. That's not God's will. That's not what you're saying. Yes, it happens, but that's not God's will. God hates sickness. When God brought you into the world, he made sure he put in you the power to fight sickness and disease. You were born with that. You didn't make that happen. God knew that there is sickness and disease in the world. And in your body, he put the power to defend against sickness and disease when it comes against you. Naturally, your body fights disease. Why? Because God doesn't want you sick. That's just the truth. God doesn't want you sick. But Satan has deceived us to think that it happens to everybody, so it happens to us as well. God wants you healthy. You know, it's not like you're not going to be tempted. Yes, the temptation to be sick, just like temptation to sin, will come to you. But you don't have to receive it. You don't have to stay there sick. There is a solution for that. And Jesus is coming. A lot of people think that Jesus came to die for our sins. Alone. No. Read the scriptures. Jesus didn't just come to die for our sins alone. He came 
also to die so that we don't get sick. He's written in the book. God hates sickness. And you've got to hate it as well. And reject it in your body. I'm going to share from the word of God. So you know that I'm not just speaking. Because a lot of times people think people are just speaking. That's your opinion. No, this is not my opinion. This is what God says. And I'm telling you this. I've seen it all over everywhere I minister. I've seen people while I'm still speaking. As God gives them understanding. They are healed before even time for prayer. God healed them. And some of you are going to be healed as you're listening to me. Because it's not me, it's the word of God. And it's God, Jesus, who is present here with us today. He is going to heal you even before somebody prays for you. You know why? He doesn't want you sick. And if you agree with him, he heal you while you're sitting listening to the word. I don't care how long you've been sick. Please don't allow sickness in your body. Fight it. No matter how long he's been in your life. Don't go, get comfortable with it. Just because you got some medicines to, to handle it so that it doesn't uh, punish you or cause you to suffer, doesn't mean you should allow it. If, you, if it continues, the day it gets out of hand, it kills you. Sickness is a murderer. God hates murderers. This is just the truth. Did you know that when God delivers his people... One of the things he does is take sickness away from them. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, we are told that the, the scientists and those that have studied it, they were told that there were about eight, I mean three million people that God brought out of Egypt. Three million people. And these people were not living a really good life. They were slaves. They were not allowed to rest properly. They were constantly working. They were beaten. All kinds of things happening to them. Oppressed. But then when you read in Psalm 105 verse 37 when God brought them out just as he brings us out of the power of sin, when God brought them out, this is what the Bible says and I'm going to read from the living Bible. It says, and God brought his people safely out of Egypt, loaded with silver and gold. God doesn't want us poor either. When you come out of the land of sin, that's Egypt, to, and you are going to the promised land, on your way to the promised land, he loads you with what? Silver and gold. Can I hear the word silver and gold? That, those are your slaves. Don't let them be your master. They serve you. Amen. He gives them to you. He loaded them with silver and gold and there were no sick and feeble folk among them. Three million people. Not one single sick person. They've been serving in Egypt. No rest, beaten, but when God delivered them, just like he delivered us from the bondage of sin, God made sure he stripped every single one of them. From the little baby all the way to the oldest man in the camp. Nobody was feeble. I mean, feeble, they were not even weak. 
supernaturally, they got strength. The old man could walk in the wilderness without saying, I'm tired. And the Bible says we are living in a be- under a better covenant than they lived. What's happened to us? What's happened to us? And every time you hear somebody speaking boldly, I can't be sick, people say, who do you think you are? You, you think you are God? No, God said he has taken sickness away from the midst of us. And we need to believe it. Be it unto you according to your faith. And in our church, the Ark Fellowship, we believe in healing more than we believe in sickness. It just depends on where you want to be. I choose to believe in healing more than in sickness. I want to talk more about healing than talk about sickness. Because Jesus is the healer. Did you know Jesus spent more time healing the sick than preaching? He spent hours demonstrating God doesn't want people to be sick. And you're not going to be sick this morning. Amen? You don't have the right to be sick anymore. Can I hear an amen? You got no right to be sick. We will not send you flowers at the, to the hospital where you live. Nowhere. You don't live in the hospital. God wants you to live in your home. Amen. I'm going to give you five reasons why I know God wants to heal you today. I couldn't come up with seven, so I stayed with five. <laughs> Amen. That's really good. I figured if I put the other two, I'll be, it would sound too ridiculous. Everybody will reject it. <laughs> so I stay with five. <laughs> Amen. First one. Jesus demonstrated God's will concerning healing. Jesus demonstrated God's will concerning healing. You know what? You know why I'm saying that? The Bible tells us in Hebrews that Jesus was the express image of the Father. And Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. So if you want to know what God's will is concerning healing, just watch what Jesus, how he acted towards uh, sickness and disease. That's all you need to do. If you look at Jesus, that's the way that... His attitude towards sickness and disease, that's God's attitude towards sickness and disease in mankind. And this is what the Bible tells us. When Jesus began in his ministry in Matthew chapter 4, he said he went about preaching the gospel and he, told the, he was healing all manner or all kind of sickness and all kind of disease among the people. And when he started doing this, The Bible tells us in Matthew 4, verse 24, it says, Then his fame went throughout all Syria. Notice it went out from Israel even way into another country. People like to get well, amen? (laughs) His fame, there's a man that's healing everybody. So the fame went out not only in Israel, it went out of Israel into Syria. They were, the Syrians were hearing, hey, there is a, a prophet in the land. He's healing all the sick. And guess what they did? It says they brought to him all sick people. 
If you're sick, they say, hey, don't worry. We got Jesus now. Let's come with us. Come with us. We found that way he's preaching. You're going to get well. Come, come. We didn't do much of that. If we do that today, guess what you do? Jesus is right here this morning. Did you invite your friend? God, come. Jesus is going to heal you. That's what they were doing all the way in Syria. They were bringing people to him. They brought all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. It didn't matter what they had. They were all coming. And they were all coming to look to Jesus for help. And he said also those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, people who were crippled, they all came. And what does the Bible say? He healed them all, every one of them. Every single person got healed. Notice what Jesus didn't do. Jesus didn't go to any hospital to heal people there. He stayed and waited for them to come. Many times people say, well, if you can heal and church can heal, Jesus can heal. Why don't you go to the hospital and heal? God doesn't work that way. You got to come. You got to come to him. You got to believe he can do it. They go get them from the hospital and they bring them to him in the wilderness. And he heals them. That's just the way he is. Now, this scripture that I'm going to, the next scripture I'm going to share with you is so important. Please, hold on to this scripture. It's so, so important so that you stay healthy. In Matthew chapter 8, beginning from verse 16, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed some who were sick. Is that what you read? He healed all who were sick. You, did you know why he was doing this on this day? It says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, Jesus, he himself, Jesus himself took that sickness that is bothering you right now. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus healed all on this day to show that God has put sickness and disease, all of it, upon his son so we don't have to suffer it. This is the good news. This is the gospel. By the grace of God, I've seen people healed of cancer. In fact, I'm thinking of going, Angel and I might be going to England this year. But there is a lady there that uh, I prayed for years back. They were already saying all in Manchester, England, she was dying. She's still alive today. God healed her of cancer. Her husband was already telling people, she was, my, my wife is dying. And I told him, this is the last day you say that with your mouth. And we pr I prayed for the woman. I prayed, Pastor Andy met her. She's still alive today. She was at the point where she was dying. Just one, probably five minutes of prayer in the word of God, just sharing what I'm sharing with you this morning. When she saw that, I said, you're afraid? She said, no. You want to go home to be with Jesus? She said, no. Then I said, well, then you're not going. She smiled. And that's what God's doing for her. She's still alive to today. And that's been so many years. God wants to heal you. And he wants to heal you today. Second Corinthians chapter 6 says, Now, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time.
time. Now is the accepted time. God wants to do that for you today. He wants to heal you. Jesus bore that sickness that you are carrying around. You really don't have a right in the mind of heaven to be carrying that stuff around. You really don't have the right in heaven's mind. What God placed on the son, why tolerate it in your life? God's already given his son. I don't believe any sickness can kill me. If it, if it does, that, that I have to give my will up. I'm ready to go home. But I'm not ready to suffer. Do I get tempted? Oh, yes. But I'm not afraid of sickness. I got Jesus. He is bigger than sickness and disease. Amen? So he bore your sickness. That's God's will. Jesus took that. Number two, sickness is Satan's oppression. The Bible tells us that Satan is a murderer. Jesus said that. He's a lying murderer. Jesus said there's no truth in him. He was a murderer from the beginning. Sickness is the messenger of death. Right? I notice people, when you tell anyone... This brother, this man died. They say, yeah, what happened? You know what they're looking for? What killed him? <laughs> and if you say, he just died. They say, yeah, I know. But what killed him? You know what they're fishing for? You must die from some kind of sickness. We have been conditioned to believe we must die of sickness. Who conditioned us? Satan did. If I told you Jesus died, you won't be fishing for sickness, right? But when I said this brother died, what killed him? And I say he died. What killed him? Tell me what sickness. You're looking for sickness. As a man thinks in his heart, that's what's going to happen to you. We got to divorce our minds from this thing. Amen? Because Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Sickness is a messenger of death. And Satan is the murderer. Sickness is a murderer. Even if it's just headache, if it stays in your body and refuses to let, and you've been to and fro from one doctor to the other, and this, this headache won't let you go to sleep, we all know one day this thing's going to kill you, right? That's just the way it is. Simple headache. And the Bible says death is an enemy. And so if death is an enemy, sickness, the messenger of death, is also an enemy. And God hates it. That's why Jesus spent so many hours healing sick people. And if you're sick this morning, he wants to heal you. We fasted and we prayed and we know God wants to heal you. Let me show you one scripture here. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he tells us there that how God, talking about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Why did God anoint Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power? Why? He went for him to do good. 
What kind of good? Who went about doing good and what? Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And I know God's with me this morning. Amen. Sickness is an oppression from Satan. That's what the scripture says. It's not me saying that. God is opening our eyes to recognize. I don't care what you call it. Cancer or whatever it is. God puts all under one category. Oppression of Satan. Let me let you know this. Sickness is spiritual. If sickness is just natural, how could God heal it spiritually? It's a spiritual thing. And if you believe spiritually, you get healed spiritually. You don't have to think about how God's going to do it. He's going to do it spiritually. You won't see it. You may feel nothing. He just heals you. Because it's spiritual. Everything that you see with your eyes came from the unseen world. The unseen world existed first before the seen world. Everything that you see came from God that you can't see. You know God has eyes, right? Have you seen God's eyes? Have you seen his eyes? No, but he has eyes. Why? Because you have one. If that's the real eyes, your eyes, these are just natural eyes. That's the ears are supernatural eyes. They last forever. Yours will get decayed and diseased. It's just the truth that God came to reveal to us. And if you understand that truth, right where you're sitting, God just takes the sickness away from you. And he's just gone. It's a mystery. Amen? We don't understand it. But we can enjoy it. Amen? Because our God is good. So sickness, Jesus told us, and the Bible tells us God's not going to lie to us. Sickness is an oppression of Satan. If he stays in your body, that means you are tolerating Satan's oppression. But the Bible says resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. That's the truth. Number three. It is God's will to heal you. I want to show you uh, the reason why I believe God wants to heal you today is because I know it's God's will to heal you. There was only one man in the scripture when Jesus was here on the earth. Sometimes um, it's really hard. I wish... I wish we understand the mind of God, and I'm I'm speaking to myself, my my whole life included, so I can know how much God loves us, how much he cares about the things that we're going through. That no matter, even if you've been that bad, he still loves you and wants to help you. Even, especially the power that he's given to us who are believers. I was reading the scripture the other day, uh, the other day, and the, the Jews were asking Jesus. They told him, they said, uh, "We want you to heal this Gentile. We want you to do that." And they said, "Because he loves our people." In fact, they were pushing him to do it. You gotta do this, and get what Jesus said. He said, "Okay," because they were his people. They knew that he was a Gentile. This thing wasn't for Gentiles. They knew that. But they said he loves our people. And because you are for us, 
we want you to do this. And Jesus went with them. That amazed me. That's the God that we serve. He wants you well. He wants to bless you. You're the one running away from him. Why don't you turn around, come back to him, and see how well he'll take care of you. And your children, your finances, your body, your family, everything. That's God. He is a good God. If we will believe in him. We hurt him bad when we can't believe in him. We really do. When we think otherwise of his goodness and how much he loves us. There was only this one man that, because he didn't think he deserved it. He was a leper. And he had broken the law to be around people. But he was desperate. How many of us have been desperate before? I have been desperate in my life, crying out. He was desperate. He knew he could be killed for defiling people, being in the public. But then he called out to Jesus. He said to Jesus, I know I know you can heal me if you're willing to do that. That's an incredible statement. He had no doubt in his mind. I know I'm a leper. I'm looking at you right now, leprous. But I know within me, you're the son of God. If you want to, you can make me well. And I think his statement broke the heart of Jesus. Jesus immediately, you don't touch a leper. That defies you in his time, not even, not a rabbi. But because of the way this man asked, Jesus' heart was so touched, he immediately reached out. I'm sure the guy would have pulled back, but he never gave him the chance to. He touched and grabbed him and touched him and said, I will. In other words, let that statement forever be put to rest. It's God's will every time you ask. The man said, if you want to, you can make me well. Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I want to. And he's saying to you this morning, with all the powers of heaven, I want to make you well. He wants to do that. That's why I know he wants to heal you this morning. And I'm not just preaching because, you know, I got to get you excited. No. I know he's here. I don't have to say anything. He wants to make you well. And some of you are being healed right now where you're seated. Especially the one that had the tightness in the chest. God's healed you. That's why I know he wants to heal you because he loves you. He gave his life. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, when you're sick, that's not abundant life. Sickness is, is really evil. You know what sickness does to a man? Holds your whole family hostage. Especially if it's a terminal disease. He steals your money. You keep giving the money to the doctor. You got no choice. You can't sleep at night. The one who is sick cannot sleep. You can't sleep. Sometimes you can't even go to work. Because your loved one is sick. Can that be God's will for man? That's evil. That's not abundant life. We tolerate it. God paid the price for it. So that we don't have to deal with it. 
But God hands a time if we don't believe. And if we don't come to him, humbly, just like this leper, you can. Would you come to God today and say, God, I know I've had this disease for this many years. But today, I'm coming to you. And I believe you're going to make me well. I'm not leaving this place until you make me well. You remember the guy who was blind? He was yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those fellows said, be quiet. You're making too much noise. Be quiet. The guy said, be quiet. <laughs> you haven't. Jesus! <laughs> and they said, oh boy, this guy. And Jesus stopped. And said, call him. And the same individuals that were telling him to be quiet, they said, hey, be of good cheer. Be happy now. He's calling for you. Your troubles are over. You, heard, you shouted enough, he heard you. Now, your troubles are over. Come, he's calling for you. The guy threw his blind garment away and he ran to Jesus. But funny thing, he stood before Jesus. Jesus said, what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm sure the guy said, what? Everybody knows I'm blind. You should know. That's what we think many times. Oh, God knows that I'm sick. He will heal me whenever. Uh-uh. You got to ask him. Amen? He's, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? The guy said, have mercy so that I can see. Jesus said, okay. They got it. And his eyes were opened. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same Jesus. And he, guess what? He is here right now. I don't like to go to church. One of the things before I became a minister, I said, God, now, if you're calling me to be a minister, I just don't want to go out just be speaking. I got to see you heal people. So I know you really called me. I got to see this. And he did it. I've seen blind eyes. I've seen deaf ears. I've seen all of it. And God's still doing it by the grace, his grace. So God's going to heal you this morning. Amen. Number four. God promised you long life. God promised you long life. And sickness is promising you a short life. Who would you listen to? <laughs> God promised you long life if you're a Christian. Many of us who've been with me, me uh, been with our church for a while, you heard me say this. And it's not like I'm joking and, and I'm bragging on my God because I know he's able to. I keep telling, keep telling you, I'm not going to die until I'm satisfied with life. No sickness, no accident, no plane crash, no nothing. None of those things. They are not part of my life. And they are not part of your life in Jesus' name. I want you to claim the same thing. I'm not going to die by any accident. That's impossible. Because of what Jesus said. And it's not, I can't protect myself. I do all I can do and God will take care of me. I don't want to go that way. Amen. I don't want to die that way. And God has enough angels to protect me. God promised you long life. In Exodus chapter 23 verse, verse uh, 25. He says, so you shall serve. That's the word again, serve. Not worship, serve. 
So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in, the, in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. My days have number. And nobody can kill me, not even cancer, until I got my number. Nobody can. God's not a liar. God's not a man that he should lie. If he said, he'll do it. If he has spoken, he'll make it good. That's what the Bible tells us. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 tells us that. God will deliver us. Amen? Let me share this scripture with you. It's so important. In Psalm 91 verse 15 and 16, it says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and I'll show him my power to deliver. Right? God is not a man that he should lie. He says he will satisfy you with long life. God will satisfy you with long life. And I'm not going to die by any sickness until I'm satisfied with my life. When I get to the point where I have to be walking like this, you know, and everything, I'm tired, that's the time to go home. And at that time, I'm ready to go. That's the way God says it. God promised you long life. And that's so important. N number five, last one. I believe God will heal you the way you want to get healed. Amen. God will heal you the way you want to get healed. Some people like it privately so nobody knows. And those, that's very dangerous because uh, it has a chance of coming back. I like it publicly. But let me share this with you, that God wants to heal you the way I found that this in Scripture. Notice, there was a man, a, a leader of the synagogue, a ruler of the synagogue, his name Jairus. He came to Jesus and said, my daughter is dying at home. Why don't you come and lay your hands on her and she will live? Guess what Jesus did? He went and he laid his hands on her and she got healed, raised up from the dead. But then there was a centurion, a Gentile. He said to Jesus, they said, come to my house. And he said, no, I don't want that. Uh, why don't you speak the word? Do you remember that? All I want you to do is speak the word I don't need you coming into my home. I know about the laying on of hands. That's good, but I don't want that because I'm not good enough for you to come under my roof. Just speak the word and my servant will be well. Guess what he got? But then there was another woman who had the issue of blood and she didn't want to come to the public, so she devised another way to get well. She said, I'll touch his clothes and I believe that's going to get me well. 
And so she pushed everybody aside, even though she was weak. And she got close and closer and closer. And then she says, why, well, yeah, it is. Here I go. She grabbed, and guess what happened? She got her healing the way she wanted it. Amen. That's just the way God is. You know why? Because God wants to heal you. It doesn't matter the method. He wants to heal you. He just wants you well. He wants you well. I'm going to close with this. I've always gone to this scripture since God gave this to me some years back. I get excited whenever I got into the scripture because my eyes got opened. It's so important here. Jesus had gone into a place called Gennesaret. Let me read the scripture to you from Matthew chapter 14, verse 34 and th- uh, through 36. It says, when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding regions, that's the, all, every city, and uh, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch his garment, the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Now, I'd like you to understand what was going on here. Jesus went into this place called Gennesaret. And, you know, his fame had gone all over the place that Jesus of Nazareth healed. You remember uh, Zacchaeus climbing the tree just to see Jesus? He's heard about him. Everybody's heard about this young prophet that's healing everybody. And so when he showed up in this village, Gennesaret, the people said, ah, we got a crowd of people coming. Who is this? And some people said, well, well, this is gospel according to good luck, okay? <laughs> some people said, that's Jesus of Nazareth. They said, Jesus? You sure? Yeah, that's Jesus. And they went close and they said, Jesus? And he smiled at them. Oh, yeah, that's gospel according to good luck, okay? <laughs> and they said, hey, Jesus is in town. And so they said, well, Jesus, please, can you just wait? Don't just leave our town. Wait. We got a lot of sick people around. We want to bring them to you. And Jesus said, okay, okay, okay. That's, read the scripture. You'll see that. They didn't go alone to their city. They went over all that region. The whole region, everywhere, from door to door. You think that was one hour? They didn't have cars then, remember? It took a lot of time. Guess what Jesus was doing? Waiting for them to come back. Isn't that amazing? I'm sure they were going from door to door. Hey, you got any sick person in here? Hey, sick? So yeah, we got a sick person. Uh, you can't move. What's going on? Jesus is in town. Uh, we want to take him. You can't move him. If you move him, you'll die. If he dies, let him die. He's coming with us. So they went from, play, from house to house, knocking on doors, and carrying you, three of you, take him over, carry him over. We got to go to the other place. And Jesus was still waiting for them to come. What am I saying? He wants to heal them. He waited for them to come. And then after they all came and they gathered, they felt the leaders are saying, Oh my God, what have we done? We got too many people. We can't keep him here for three weeks. What are we going to do? So they devised the method. They said, Jesus, now, uh, 
could you please just sit down? We'll give you water to drink. And we're going to tell them to line up. And uh, all they need to do is touch your clothes. And Jesus said, that's fine. You guys do whatever. Amen. You can see that from the scriptures, can't you? They, every one of them can't touch him at the same time, right? They have to take turns, right? And so I'm sure they were lining up. This guy's blind. He's asking the other guy, how many people are ahead of me, please? Let me know. He said, you got about 50 people. 50 people. Oh, no. 50 people before I get to see. What's going on? Why can't they move the line? All they got to do is touch his clothes. Why is that so hard for anyone to do? Move it. Touch the clothes and go up. Meanwhile, the fellow who was blind ahead, he's now healed and he's saying, I can see, I can see, I can see. And the, the lame is running and say, boy, I can walk. And they kick that leg, let me see. Everybody, and I'm sure Jesus with his eyes open, he was looking and probably laughing at what was going on, just enjoying what God was doing. You see, sometimes we read scriptures, we don't see what's going on because we don't recognize there were people just like us. Move the line. It's my turn. He says, uh, the blind man says, how many people are ahead of me now? You've only got two. He said, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Just two more people before I get to see. That's the kind of Jesus we serve. He healed you. Amen? He'll heal you. And he wants to do that right, right now. Amen? And we're through. It's time to give him opportunity to heal you. Stand up this morning. If you're sick in the body, doesn't matter how long it's been there, God wants to heal you. Not just physical healing. Maybe your relationship is not that good. God came to give us life and to give us life in abundance.